Welcome to another episode of Four Seasons in a Funeral. This is the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and some sort of fifth season. This is season two, episode three, and this week we talk about Fracture. My name is David, and joining me today are Nick and Charlie. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Charlie. Nick. All right. There, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give that intro a solid, like, five and a half out of ten. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not as bad as you normally go on your off-script intros. It's because I had nothing planned for this week. I uh, oh, oh man, if only we had a script for you to read off of. Wow, it's incredible that there's this whole script thing that both you know two of us follow. <laughs> I I even copy pasted it today. I know, <laughs> <laughs> and yet I refuse. I refuse to follow it. We've done it too many times. Well, I guess you know one third of the time we'll have a different intro. <laughs> yeah, basically. So other than fucking with the established format of this show. What have you been up to, David? Uh, I've just been playing this great game that I wish one of my friends had told me about <laughs> called uh, Risk of Rain 2. But uh, I, oh, I, just... I also discovered that game by myself. Oh, really? Did yeah. you? Oh, my God. It was really weird that like nobody like nobody that we knew had like ever mentioned like Risk of Rain 2 before and had told. No one mentioned it to me. No it's one really mentioned strange. this. No one mentioned this game called Risk of Rain 2, but it's really cool. It's like a it's like a roguelike and it's a sort of like a third person action uh game where you go around and you do typical roguelike uh, randomly generated levels. And um it's a really good time. Uh Nick, you should uh, you should try it out. Yeah, no. I definitely know nothing about it. <laughs> like absolutely nothing. I don't know. It must have been like our our friend who's who's out in like the Netherlands must have been the one who like mentioned it. Maybe the only way. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they're playing it all the time still as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did see him hop on and play it this afternoon. So, mm-hmm. I mean, one point came out, so I think a lot of people who uh, are going back to it now as well. Yes. Yeah. Which um, makes a, sense. a different Discord channel that I'm a part of. Um, it popped off for that channel because of that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely the most fun i've had in a game that wasn't like overwatch in a while that's what that's fires for and overwatch isn't doing... even like genuinely fun sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's fun because i'm playing it with like you guys it's it's very hard to have fun in overwatch these days i mean i log on and I play a couple comp games in a row drop down to silver and then have to climb back up to gold and that's been my comp season so far Listen, yeah that doesn't all, sound all i'm fun. there is to have a, a rating that is way too high for my skill level but just not play enough comp for them to actually get it to the level it should be i mean nick i think it's already dropped pretty low because oh, no, whenever I... you join whenever you join us we get placed pretty low like i know it's overwatch has <laughs> learned already yeah. overwatch has learned however my my sr is still yeah if you were to play a comp game and lose you would probably drop like 200 or 100 sr yeah, oh, yeah no, i played one comp game by myself and i dropped 150 sr yeah Great. it's oh gonna start just overcompensating <laughs> in exchange when i lose a game i usually lose 20 to 15 sr <laughs> And I haven't played any comp games outside of my placements. <laughs> anyway, All right, what, have you, what have you guys been up to? Um, not much other than work, really. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I was fortunate to be able to go up to my cottage again recently, which was a very nice time, and possibly mm-hmm. frustrating you guys with that. Apologies, by the way. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah no worries. Uh, we'll see. Um, maybe, maybe we'll get a chance to get you guys up there this year. It, it was literally last night. Dave and I were both on, 
and david was like oh nick just texted me they're gonna be late so podcast tomorrow and i'm like okay cool and he's like you you want to play some risk of rain <laughs> and then and then i stole him away at one point as well <laughs> I think that was before, and because then you messaged me saying, "Okay, because we're gonna stop by. Do you want to hang out for a bit in your backyard?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Hey, it means it means that I finally got to see your ridiculous haircut. My hair? Uh, you mean lack of haircut? Yeah, lack yes. of haircut. That one. Because I just have not gotten my haircut this entire time, and it's I really refuse good. to. It's really good. I'm I had so the excited to, go a to months see ago. it. Um, I'm so it's excited. actually impressive, Charlie. I'm like, gonna like. I have to bring hair ties with me now. When, if I go places, because yeah. it's just like, it'll Nick, get in the way. Nick has seen my hair recently. David, I can't wait for your reaction to my hair. Because <laughs> you're the only one who hasn't really seen it in person. Mm-hmm. And it's well, big. I'm the only one not in the town, essentially. Yeah. You don't even have to say town. We've been over this. We've explicitly named where we live. Listen, what if people forget? You gotta... <laughs> Yeah, there's no. no need to restate it. Yeah. Look how Nick is always saying "partner" for some reason. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Gotta make it real confusing for everyone. <laughs> oh no! Something did happen to me. I enacted phase one of my three-part plan to not have to buy a car to go into work. Hey, what's phase one of that three-part plan? Tell you that my job is hiring. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I so, see. So phase one is David gets hired at my company. Phase two is I convince David to leave the town where the company is located to move to whatever city I live in. And then phase three is bribe David with coffee purchases to drive us into work every day. What about alternative what about alternative alternatively, David buys a townhouse in the city where the job is located? That would also be acceptable. Hey, and then, you know, in like a year's time, I'll also work there. It'll be great. <laughs> That's how it'll work, right? Well, all just the three of us will just work at the same place. That would be, um, that would be like sitcom levels if that happened. Oh, man. Be, hey, no really one gets time. their own, no one gets their own spinoff. Not even just sitcom levels, like lazy sitcom writing. Just, I don't know. They all get a job at the same company. The college arc is over, whatever. Yep. I think Fuck I think it. those are some of my favorite uh, bar conversations that we had in university was like, oh, we're about to graduate. What's going on? And we just say, well, the writers haven't decided if we're getting a spinoff in like Ottawa or something yet. <laughs> and we always put our life in terms of we're characters on a sitcom. It's a nice uh, framing mechanism, I think. Yes. No, I, David, I definitely felt, David was always a side character. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Nah. You said it yourself. David was secretly the main character the whole time. Oh, I don't want to be the Ted Mosby. T- well, you are the Ted Mosby. <laughs> I don't want to be the Ted Mosby. This has been established All right. Ted. All right. Anyway, Anyways. Let's, let's actually get into the episode now that we've right. talked for this So long. the TV guide for today's episode is... The Fringe crew is flummoxed by the strange circumstances surrounding a bomb blast at a Philadelphia train station, but Walter's discovery in the lab and the prospect of more explosions send Olivia and Peter to Iraq for answers. Man, they really make it seem like the, the whole Iraq thing's gonna be, like, more of the episode. Like, I felt like they didn't really even need to go to Iraq. Like, that feels just like... No, they, they needed to. Don't worry about I, it. <laughs> in universe, they needed to, but I just like from a writing perspective, I don't know why you drag the characters all the way out to Iraq for that yeah. one scene. 
listen, that way they can say that they haven't just been in the States for a while. Because it's been, like, you know, a while since they left the States. Last time was Germany. It's been some time. Is this is this supposed to be, like, their, like, discussion on terrorism episode? Or do you think it started like that? And then someone, like, some producer was, like, grabbed the steering wheel and went, no. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. is about, like essentially suicide bombers is the episode which is very yeah. like it's it's homegrown suicide bombers it's, it's yeah it's unaware homegrown terrorists is the enemy of the episode yeah yes. well let's get into it then so um the episode starts with uh us sort of in a sort of like a coffee place parking lot and we see like there are two cops chilling out uh, they're having some banter, which is never a good sign for either of their lives. Um, <laughs> one of them remarks to the other one who's going inside the coffee store, like, oh, just uh, get me a regular coffee, none of that hazelnut crap, which I think I wrote at that point, uh, a man after my own heart, a coffee snob, <laughs> <laughs> except I love the hazelnut crap. And so the the uh, as the guy's partner goes in, he's sort of sitting there, and then he gets a phone call, and then is very, like goes sleeper agent almost immediately with just the picking up and going hello colonel oh okay yes all right i'll do that and he gets orders and he just immediately drives off in the car and we're left with this great scene of the partner sort of like walking up two coffee cups going uh okay uh where are you going (laughs) as he drives off and then yeah no doesn't not until the next scene is the cop like hey by the way where where are you like just you know what the fuck why don't he's like He's like, Gillespie, where the hell are you for the last time? And the guy, like, just unplugs his radio. <laughs> well, he just, like, unhooks it from his shirt, like, his shoulder, and then tucks it into his belt and, I guess, switches his radio off. Mm-hmm. So, I will say, watching this um, watching this open, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen this episode before. Uh, really? Which was oh. great. Because, yeah, no, the entire time, the entire, like, start of this, I was like, oh, cool, they're doing another Shapeshifter episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really that thought it is was going to be shapeshifters. Out, yeah, it's, it just felt like this was going to be shapeshifters, and then the guy explodes, and I'm like, "Oh, cool! Someone found a way to combat the shapeshifters." Because <laughs> it does. So the guy essentially, um, he was like, sent to go find a dude in a black trench coat and grab a suitcase from him, and briefcase. we see him briefcase, and we see him approach this sort of really grimy looking dude. Yeah, <laughs> he he just looks like he's like mafia. Yeah, like he doesn't look like an upstanding citizen. Well, no, he's like wearing he's... the blues and blacks. You know, just like we all expect to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's he's rough looking. He's got a long ponytail. <laughs> like it, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, but so... yeah, no, when he gets the phone call, his body language like completely changes and it really makes you think that he's a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And but so no, and... the cop oh, then tries to grab the suitcase off of the dude, and the dude's just like, no, what are you doing? And so the cop pulls a gun and then takes and the then briefcase. A- another cop is like, yo, dude, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, there's another cop who's definitely supposed to be here, being like, all right, what's what's this guy go- doing here? Um... Why did you just come into this train station and pull a gun out and steal this dude's briefcase? <laughs> And so as um, the cop is starting to walk away, we sort of get this like ringing noise and we see all the static on all of the screens in the train station. And then the dude's arm starts to like crystallize and you're like, oh, that's not good. Something bad's happening. And as he starts to fully crystallize, he then explodes into a million pieces. 
Yeah. Well, it's very so, not good. So this was this was the same style of makeup that they did in the the pilot. Um, I don't think it's makeup. I think this was a full CG render. You think this was full CG? It's live on a camera move, and like there's no obvious cuts anywhere that make it seem like, oh, we're gonna like half do his arm in it. I'm yeah, pretty sure it's, it's a full CG move because the hand also looks weird as it turns to crystal. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look very like. It doesn't look as good. It still looks good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not as like, oh, that's really creepy. Oh man, I can't wait for us to get pilot. to the special, the special features, then to be like, yeah, nope, this was all makeup. It took a week and a half for us. to We actually blew a guy up and turned him into <laughs> crystal. <laughs> yeah, we made a whole crystal dummy. Um, we got some C four. Uh... Yeah, that's our cold open, and that's it's nice to go back to those cold opens. And hey, JJ got his head exploding as a cold open again. <laughs> more like the entire dude but you know we get person screaming and math massive death and destruction yeah which the, are the like classic. the two check marks for a good fringe cold open the classic fringe cold open um, and then keeping right up with the action after the credit sequence olivia is tying her bowling shoes as oh, you do such an intense scene sorry <laughs> olivia is failing to tie her bowling shoes as uh, yes. Mr. Weiss is being real snarky about the whole situation. I actually so, so have a the note there. I have do Sam. Guys, do you guys do I have two loops? Um, I do uh, around the one loop. Yeah, I do around the one loop. I So I make the two loops and then I do around anyways. Um, why, why are you a, a sociopath? I, I don't know. <laughs> there, there was a time where I did the two loops. And then I just make the two loops because that's what I did instinctively, but then I still only do the one. So I'm going to come off with some hot takes here. Two loop people are crazy. More importantly, do you do over or under? Because one is more secure. Oh. I go... It's it's over for me. Under is the more secure one. Interesting. Well, that's why I double knot, because then it doesn't matter. Yeah, but then you can't undo it easily. Under is secure, more secure, and still easily to easy to undo. Nah. <laughs> I think I go under. You can tell because of the way so the way the knot sits. So if the knot tends to go like sort of diagonal or horizontal, you've done it wrong. It should be perfectly uh sorry, hor- diagonal or vertical, I mean. If it's like how perfectly you, horizontal. How do you know this? Um no such thing as a fish, another great podcast. Uh, okay. They, they, that okay. is a great podcast. Anyways. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, Olivia's failing, and I, my note is Sam is very sassy. It is good. <laughs> he's so sassy because she's like, she's like, I can't. Like her hand is shaking, and mm-hmm. he's like, "You got some wicked head trauma. Like this is going to take some time." And well, she, she's also like, like, she's also like, I know how to tie my shoe, and he's kind of like, "So why aren't you doing it?" <laughs> yeah, he he's like, just don't focus on your hands, don't focus on laces, and your shoe will get tied. She's like, by magic, and he's like, no, that would be really cool though. <laughs> like, oh, uh, the actor nailed Sam's character like two seconds in. Oh yeah, it took him like he he had to think about it, but he he got it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then Olivia's like, "What did you do for Nina Sharp?" And he's like, "Taught her how to eat French fries." So David, and what do you think that he did for Nina Sharp? Taught her how to eat French fries. She was Nina was already banging broils. They they don't <laughs> cheat on each other, man. <laughs> That's a strong relationship they have that's monogamous. 
glad to oh, hear it. <laughs> glad to hear David's head cannon is there. Yeah. No, so the Sam taught her how to eat French fries, which for us is a normal task, but then again, we don't have super advanced cybernetic prosthetics. Be and I, cool arms. I just like how Olivia like finishes and he's like, okay, cool. Unless you want to help me mop up piss in the men's room. Get out. Get the fuck out. Give me back my bowling shoes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And it'll she's be five dollars like, for the rental. <laughs> yeah, and she's like she's like, You are just wasting my time. He's like, You're not sleeping well, are you? You say the headaches really haven't started yet. <laughs> she's like, No. And he's like, Let me know what they do. I do love that. He's he's so insistent that the head, headaches are should be happening. <laughs> it's just so ominous, is what it is. <laughs> oh yeah. And then we cut to the lab, and Peter is reading off uh, apartment listings, and Walter is shooting them down for arbitrary reasons, like the house doesn't face east, mm-hmm. or it's is in a bad district of Boston, which is every and district. he's heating something oh. on a test tube. Oh, did you hear what Nick just said? I'm assuming it was a Boston Marathon joke. No. No. Oh. It was Nico. It was you went. Yeah, that's a bad district. And Nick just quietly went. It's every district is bad. <laughs> Fuck Boston. Not wrong. Just just because they're sports teams, I'm sure that the city itself is great. But oh no, but fuck no, the bad. fuck no, the Patriots. I no. uh, I mean, this is slightly off topic, but uh, no, Boston is known for being very racist. Ooh. Um, hey, look up some Celtics history. If you want to know how bad it gets, you'd be welcome there, Nick. Oh no! Oh, you are you are looking Irish. Uh, Oh no! (laughs) He'd be very welcome. Charlie and I can hang out here if you want to go. (laughs) Oh no! We'd not be welcome. Anyways, Walter is heating up something in a test tube this whole time, and you're like, "What weird contract like concoction he's working on this time?" No, he's just making himself a coffee. Listen, he's just heating a coffee over a Bunsen burner. I mean, hey, lab equipment for food all the time. (laughs) And also, if you want to be real, real specific about what coffee you're making, that's the way to do it. (laughs) If you want to know exactly what temperature you're doing it at. That is some science coffee right there. (laughs) Also, um, I think this scene depicts the worst body horror in the show (laughs) with Peter saying, I woke up the other day. To Walter singing opera naked whilst doing jumping jacks. <laughs> yeah. Which is truly horrendous. <laughs> it's it's an image. <laughs> um and then after that we uh cut to Astrid, who has decided to take over like all of the French division's like responsibilities and is now um also searching for like mysterious cases. Um, which she, also makes it seem like the idea we floated where it's like David I think David had it mm-hmm. on his um, guesses where it's like fringe goes independent yeah that seems like a fringe goes independent thing where it's like Astrid is now scanning like newspaper articles for fringe events but it's not newspaper articles it, she's scanning the FBI case files for anything suspicious yep. so, so I guess like I think so in season one fringe team was sort of given cases and I think the change here is they're being more proactive about it rather yeah, than wait for people. For yeah, rather <laughs> than wait for people to come. Hey, this is a really weird case. Can you ever study it? They are now looking at case files, going, "Oh, that's a really weird case. We should go investigate it." Yes. So uh, my my question is, um, a bomb goes off in a major city's transport center. Mm-hmm. 
why are they hearing about it from an FBI case file? Why is that not plastered all over the news? Dead on the bottom, like in the case file there, it says 11 dead, a dead, 28 wounded. So this is the fringe universe. So who knows what other really messed up thing happened that is taking over the news cycle. But 9-11 still happened. So terrorism is still like, like Patriot Act still goes into effect. Like this is, this should be like, they should be going in and being like, I was looking for things. What happened with the bombing in Philadelphia? Like that was crazy. And then Astrid can be like, also, I think we need to go. There was no bomb residue found. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. The the, the fact that they didn't know That just about stands it out to me crazy. that no one was like, hey, what about that bombing in Philadelphia? Yeah. But uh hey, we're we're here now. I mean, we're in Philadelphia. If you want to be pessimistic in the Frank universe, I guess just that's just a common thing. There's that many bombings and this one's unique because there was no residue. Ooh. Yeah, we we can <laughs> we hope that's not the case. Like, that could also be your takeaway from this situation. We, we hope not. Um, we, we this are, is the darkest timeline? Yeah, basically. I, I disagree with the darkest timeline, but... <laughs> right. So uh, now we're in Philadelphia, yes. and they're sort of uh, going around doing their sort of investigation thing. Um, I think I have a note here that just... It's just... Um, People just bothering Walter, trying to do his job, has been so far a uh, carry through of season two. Oh yeah, where the woman's Walter like, look like he belongs, and doesn't act like he belongs either. No, yeah. <laughs> still, people are just constantly bothering him. Like, hey, should you be here? He also licks like what he thinks is some shrapnel. Yeah, no, but you know it's be... you know it's a dude, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh no, <laughs> um, that's that's not okay. That's why it's salty. <laughs> it's a snulty snack. Snulty snack. <laughs> and then we have uh, Broyles enter the scene and come down and go, ah, so I see that you've found. The <laughs> <laughs> We've been Dunham, on this for weeks. <laughs> Dunham, you've discovered this bombing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the joke will never get old. Maybe that's why they didn't hear about it. It's just one thing Broyles was keeping it in. <laughs> Another fucking broils keeping shit hidden moment. I see you follow the news. It took us 12 months to find CNN. Uh, but yeah, Broils is like, no terrorist organizations have claimed this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still like trying to get intel on it. And then Peter goes and finds the cop's badge, which um, somehow survived the explosion. Yep. Um, they're made of metal, right? Uh, at least enough. Like that little bit was made of metal, at least. I think. I mean, it's also at around... the epicenter of the explosion. Yeah, but you look around the surroundings, and there's not really like that much. I would say, like, damage to the objects. I think most of the damage came from the human shrapnel. Yes. Like, yeah. And, well, they like, did say like the bomb techs are like, this doesn't make sense. A bomb like this, we look for nails or we look for ball bearings yeah, for like the this, destruction. This definitely doesn't look like a like explosive yeah. bomb. This is like a shrapnel bomb, it looks like. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, there was no Officer Gillespie mm-hmm. among the wounded. And then Walter runs up and goes, I'm pretty certain that the shrapnel I found is organic. And they go, 
how do you know that? And he holds up a piece, and it's the dude's ear. <laughs> he unfortunately doesn't lick this to make sure that it's also salty. Uh, well, I'm that assuming he, knows he licked it off camera. <laughs> well, I was going to say, now that he knows it's human and cannibalism, he stops. Because <laughs> Walter has a line. <laughs> yeah, also does he? Cannibalism is a line. I don't it's know. a pretty low bar, but you know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like toddlers, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, they then decide to take back all of the sort of parts to do an autopsy on the body. Um, and is this so? They just do the regular autopsy, right? And they find that um, they put them all together, and then they start examining the body, and they find that he's has needle marks essentially in between his toes. So the standard like hidden. <laughs> drug yeah. location which is they start to find uh, they start pulling pieces of him out of the other bodies mm-hmm. and then kind of do like a jigsaw he like when they have him up all on that gurney or that uh like our, the tape work table he looks a lot like hard candy i'm sure what? that's what he's made out of <laughs> and then at the end of the day they go would you like a piece of prop <laughs> it's delicious 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 prop well wasn't like all the uh, crystal meth and breaking bad hard candy or something you can you can make hard candy that looks like the crystal meth yeah i i also watched that binging with pavish uh, video (laughs) this is like the fourth other media reference we've made like we usually make none of them and in this episode we've made so many yes you'll have to try and incorporate that into the uh into the description there david why we're not gonna give more free advertising to other sources of media (laughs) um while walter and astrid um piece together (laughs) um the cop (laughs) um walter and no peter or no sorry peter and olivia go to slim joe (laughs) who is ironically a heavier man (laughs) um and he's one of like peter's old friends um where he's sketchy he's the he's the tech guy and he kind of cleans the tapes up a little bit that the other officer said they were just static and he's like oh radio wave interference could have messed with these cameras but um oddly enough the picture is distorted 20 seconds before the bomb detonates not as the bomb detonates so it's not an energy release from the bomb it's something from before the bomb Mm-hmm. I will say and, he does a shocking job reconstructing those uh, those tapes, but yeah, hey, I mean, hey, Peter knows people. Data recovery, data <laughs> yeah. recovery is impressive, is what I'll say. But especially on magnetic tapes, like oh. yeah, that yeah. were essentially degaussed. It sounds like yeah. Hey, let's not get into the tech details because. <laughs> exactly. yeah. uh, hey, if you are wondering how to effectively destroy a hard drive, degauss it. Uh, put it through a crusher and then burn the remains and scatter the ashes to the winds. Only hundred percent way to destroy a hard drive. Yep. Otherwise, and that's your fun. That's your fun force fact for the week. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> All right. So uh, they. <laughs> what happens next? I don't remember where we are. Uh, Peter. After the, this confusing yeah. thing. Um, they they find the needle marks on the toes and uh they kind of come to the revelation 
uh, Gillespie was the bomb. Um, so this is Fringe's take on suicide bombers. Yes. Which um, is a very fringy take on suicide bombers. Yep. Um, they're also unsuspecting, which is uh, yikes. Yeah. It's a horrifying part about it. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not cool. No. Um, What's horrifying about this is that they've been taking the drug just daily, like, ever since they came back. Came back from where? Sorry, I I may have lost the thread of what we're talking about. Um, Yeah, well, they they find needle marks, so they know they're injecting something. Mm -hmm. They assume it's something that triggered him turning into Crystal and exploding. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but Peter and Olivia go to talk to the cop's widow and his his widow, Susan, is like, he was always nice, like he was a good man. Um, he did two tours in Iraq and I just want to know how he died. And they're like, it was a bomb. We can't really say much more than that. Yep. Um, and you're like, God damn, this, um, this shapeshifter did a really good job hiding everything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, well, he wasn't on any medication. And Olivia isn't uh, looking too cool right now. And no. has to has to run to the bathroom where she's getting flashes of like, it's like black backdrop people in red. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't recognize all of the flashes, but we definitely got a flashback to the... Um elevator she was in at the end of season one we we get the elevator we get the twin towers and we get um william bell uh breathing through um some kind of like oxygen mask he might be huffing ether we don't know how he rolls yeah might be be laughing gas who knows (laughs) um Any, any thoughts based off of these visions um, I just assume this is the headaches coming and it's basically the mental block Olivia has on her starting to weaken and it's just giving her a massive headache. Fair. Yeah. I couldn't really tell anything else from the flashes. They went by pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank God she puked though, because yeah. um, after she's done throwing up, she notices underneath the sink that there is a dislodged tile and... um. Because she's good at her job and doesn't <laughs> care about federal warrants. But again, Patriot Act would probably cover all of this. Um, I mean, probable she, cause at this point, right? But he, he was the bomb, but you don't know. Like I said, Patriot Act, he, you could be like, he's a terrorist. He exploded. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yes. Yeah. So she... she removes a case and finds a whole bunch of vials mm-hmm. and it's one was one with vials and another kit with syringes yeah. and she just kind of shows them to the wife and the wife is like i don't know what the fuck these are I'm, it's I'm not my sure crack cocaine response. i'm pretty sure the wife's response was oh no you found his heroin stash <laughs> <laughs> it would be less concerning if it was just heroin <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like just my just his heroin it's cool no big deal Get out of here, narcs. <laughs> and Olivia's like, he didn't seem like a suicide bomber, just mm-hmm. from like the photos and everything. Um, and Peter's like, this might have been the stuff that turned him into a bomb. Mm-hmm. And Olivia's like, but you blow stuff up to send a message. 
and to like fight a war, but he did neither. Yeah. He has so. There was no one took claim for this. There's no manifesto. He just kind of did it, which is very yeah. not like standard suicide bomber procedure. It <laughs> goes against the very idea of terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. Well, no, like on, it's on, on, true. On purely <laughs> political political side of it, you commit acts like this to terrorize people into obeying your political messages and for the notoriety like the yeah. fact that no one's claiming the notoriety and no one's like trying to like hey more will happen unless we do do this is like it is okay this is suspicious it yep. is for like geopolitical street cred mm-hmm. yes so um, they do some investigating on the cop and learn that he served in Iraq previously. And this is where they learn he was involved in the secret military Oh, no, 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 no. We get, we get we a get, flash forward to... Uh, no, we get a quick scene. Yeah. You guys are jumping all over the goddamn place. Well, my, we my summary just to... says they learn. <laughs> oh. Um, well, the, the widow told, that she was, told us that he was a <laughs> two-time Iraq vet. Yeah. But yep, then yep, yep. we cut to a woman in her bathroom lifting up her foot with needle old needle marks in about the same place uh. that we saw on Gillespie's crystallized mm-hmm. foot. And she injects herself with the same stuff. And her foot kind of turns into crystal previous, like for a little bit oh, temporarily. Yeah. So this is where that train of thought I had was. It's yeah. horrifying that they were just still injecting themselves. Like, yeah. Just, also, they have um, reason. <laughs> needles needles are bad for me i don't like seeing needles go into skin needles into the arm is fine needles between toes is the most fucked up thing on the planet no eyes are worse but feet are pretty fucked up. sorry the place where people will generally put needles yeah it's just unfortunate because the in between the toe is like a direct line to the in between blood, the toe, so. I I automatically associate with junkies. Yeah, yeah. That's like, hey, I I can't find a vein in my arm. Like I've already messed up my arm vein it, so much, I gotta start going to my toes. <laughs> my arm is too bruised. I can't find a vein properly. Let's go to the toes, and it's just it's like there's no skin there, or there's not that much skin there in comparison to your arm, and it it's just I, not a good look. Also, it's too close to your toenails. <laughs> what? And my immediate thought is like, what if you missed and it's like the bamboo shoot torture where they put the shoots <laughs> up your up your fingernails and then they grow and they splinter your fingernails off? I don't know. Oh. So that doesn't happen. There's, Instead, there's, this lady there's, injects there's, herself. Um, and, and when I was watching this, I didn't realize that this, I thought this lady was, my first thought was that this was the wife. Because, oh, that would have been something. Because they show her like at night in our, like dark lighting, and it's just a white woman. And I'm like, oh, that's that white woman we just saw. <laughs> uh, like, oh no, it's a different white woman. And then I'm like, wait, is this Charlie's wife? Because that would explain why she's not up about a shapeshifter. And I'm like, nope, no, just a random other lady. Okay, I gotta get better at this face recognition. Uh, the classic David um, not being able to <laughs> determine Identi- identify different white people. She was in the dark. I couldn't tell. So, so, so David, when we meet the next character, um, Raymond Gordon, when he surprises this wife, um, are you like, oh man, why is Walter out here? <laughs> <laughs> no, because they don't look the same and it's in brighter lighting. <laughs> but yes, this Raymond Gordon, who um, is the colonel that 
was on the phone with the police officer um surprises a toe injecty woman um while she's loading groceries into her minivan and it gives her a mission where she's going to dc and gets her a hotel and a plane ticket and is like you got a cover story for your family and she's like yeah sure i got a sister down in georgetown that'll work yeah i have a cover story i shit on my husband all the time (laughs) (laughs) i have a standard cover story and as he as he leaves he's like you've been taking the serum every day and she's like yeah and he's like good tin man parameters are in effect and you're like well what the fuck is tin man other than the worst character from wizard of oz um that i would say scarecrow was the worst he yeah. was just dumb. Yeah, and that's why I don't like him. <laughs> I can empathize with a man who thinks he has no heart. <laughs> <laughs> Not the no brain, though. <laughs> that's after three drinks. Ooh, after three drinks, I'm no brain, no courage, and no heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you have plenty of courage. You have far too much courage. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes yes very much depends (laughs) anyway olivia is back at the bowling alley and is like hey uh my headache started and he's like fucking finally (laughs) oh my god god damn it it's only been a day but why the fuck did it take it that long (laughs) and he's like she's like could you just like actually give me a straight answer for once in your life and he's like hey um, the headaches mean your brain is working again. Mm-hmm. Or parts of your brain that were, you know, kind of shut down are starting to come back. Um, Which is always a good thing to hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, it means, you know, maybe she'll be able to tie her shoes again eventually. Um, yeah. But don't mm-hmm. worry. Uh, all you got to do to make more parts of your brain come here is to uh, just pick up this pencil and score a bunch of kids bowling. Which is probably going to be some really low scores. <laughs> <laughs> you mean really high scores, right? No. Bowling? No, bowling's not like golf, right? I don't remember. Bowled, bowled, Dude, bowled you've times. bowled so many times with us. I don't remember. Yes, David, the objective of bowling is to leave as many pins up as possible. That's why you're the best. <laughs> That's how I play the game. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. What happens next, guys? Uh, Walter and Peter enjoy sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Walter, Walter enjoy, enjoys a wrap. Excuse you. He's got one of those yes. tasty chicken wraps. Um, Peter got himself. Peter a has a cheeseburger. <laughs> and Gene is not pleased about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, don't eat that in front of her. Well, no. He's like, at least have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> and Gene just like looks over and moves. Yeah. And then Peter kind of just takes another bite, and then Gene moons again, and Peter just throws it on top of the corpse <laughs> on the gurney. Listen, if he injected the hamburger with it, then the hamburger could also be delicious, delicious, um, like, hard rock candy. Mmm, <laughs> burger-flavored rock candy. That sounds delicious. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Um, Walter does say, um, with after analyzing the compound, um, the stuff that uh gillespie was injecting himself with can be triggered by radio waves which would make him explode Mm -hmm. and then they get uh well then 
Astrid does the classic. By the way, uh, here's another plot relevant piece of information. Because hey, look at the thing I just found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then Broyles, Peter, and Olivia are then on a walk, and Broyles is there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Hey, there is this thing called Project Tin Man." Um, and it was a classified military project, and I think it was. Well, a bunch oh, of no. were uh, in, like, but a bunch of them were exposed to uh, cyanogen, which is a derivative of cyanide. Um, yeah, and yeah, no, they should have all died, but they didn't. Um, so yeah, yeah that's weird. Uh, I don't know more about that. Gotta go, you know, talk to some talk to some doctors to figure out more. Yeah, yeah, sorry, the three Iraqi doctors were still listed, and that's why they have to go to Iraq. Yes. And then Peter's like, oh, I might be able to find the doctors, but I'm going to need uh, a crap ton of money and a flight to Iraq. And false IDs, like fake IDs. Oh, yes, and a fake passport without, like, and a passport that doesn't have my name on it. Yes. <laughs> and Bros is kind of like, all right, we can do that, but I want to send an agent with you. And they kind of look towards Livia. It's like, <laughs> She's I know like, you're I- just recovering, but. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, I am a cripple who has migraines. You want to send me to Iraq? (laughs) Hey, maybe you should send Charlie. (laughs) Now, Broyles already knew. (laughs) It'll be amazing if they reveal Charlie's a shapeshifter and Broyles just turns to everyone and goes, Ah, I see you found out. (laughs) Charlie, I see you've discovered that you yourself are a shapeshifter. (laughs) We've we've known for weeks. (laughs) And he We've goes, I've been a shapeshifter for three days. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, oh, I killed your wife on suspicion of coercion, Oops. of cooperation. I mean, I guess no harm, no foul if you are a shapeshifter now, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. So, yes. So they go to Baghdad. Yeah. And... Um, Peter gets to do, be cool and actually do things. Which yeah, is we get shocking. character development. He's useful. Yeah, 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 but also everyone hates him because basically everyone from Peter's past life hates him. It seems. Well, we get a lot. We yes. get basically a lot of implied character growth because he has this conversation with the dude in Arabic for a bit, and then they switch to English after it's revealed that Olivia can understand. And so, yeah. um, which is a well, cool there's... little scene as well. Well, there's also the great line as they walk in and the camera kind of does a scan and it's all men in there. And Olivia's kind of like, maybe I should wait outside. And Peter's like, no, you shouldn't. You have the gun. <laughs> yeah, which is fair enough. But they're talking to the dude who has some wicked facial scars as well. Oh, yeah. And um, he's sort of like, okay, I need your so, help. Like, I Sorry, have- David, some wicked facial scars? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> and they're, they're talking and he's like, I have all this money. I need you to find me a list of doctors, blah, 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 blah. And the dude's like, well, why should I do anything for you? That you're like a rotten asshole, essentially. And Peter's like, well, there's a lot of innocent lives that we can save. And the dude goes like, oh, and that's something you care about now? And that yeah. was like, wow, Peter, what the fuck did you do here before? <laughs> like, sure, it was the middle of the war, but oh, no, Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> But they eventually manage to convince him, and they hand over the list of doctors they need to find. And then we cut to them just hanging out and drinking <laughs> for a bit. Well, well yeah, they're, they're, well, no, they. We first cut back to um, to Walter. 
Oh yeah, we get Walter's oh, lab experiment. experiment. We get the, yes. the experiment of the week. <laughs> yeah. Which is great because he injects a watermelon with the compound. It's it's the second time that Walter's got to fuck with like a, a melon of some variety and make it blow up. And Astrid <laughs> is not pleased. She's like right away like I'm not cleaning this up if it explodes. You come with you literally did this a week ago, Walter. Not again. And he's and so like then, this this won't make it blow up. It'll just make it turn to crystal. But hey, I'm just gonna like start searching the the radio frequency band. Um, and I'm not even gonna have a protective shield up in case the shrapnel pierces us. Yep. <laughs> we already know that it killed eleven people. <laughs> uh, no such thing as lab safety. Yeah, exactly. Lab safety. Did, did, well, no. Walter knows what he's doing. He's been in the lab long enough. He doesn't need lab safety. That's how it works, right? Experience. Uh, I mean, doesn't look good because the last time he did kill some a lab assistant in a fire. So it's fine. <laughs> uh, well, but he... yeah, no, Walter then starts uh, cycling through uh, radio frequencies, um, saying, "Yeah, no, I'm looking through the VHF brand, uh, band," uh, and he does Walter... find it. Well, and mm-hmm. he finds one, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, the lights are flickering as well, which, ooh, I'm very confused about that one. I've got some questions. <laughs> so I think it's similar to um, when in the train station, when the signal started happening, like all the screens started going. Yep. So I think it just does, like, electro interference. Yeah, just, but he's, yep, I don't think Rick's issue with that. with that is, like, it's not show consistent, it's how do radio waves, a known used frequency right. so of radio waves... I don't waves, think it's the radio waves that, that are doing it. I think it's the radio waves are triggering the, the like injection to do something, and that injection is then causing the electromagnetic interference. Okay, I guess. That's, so the that's radio waves aren't... Better. aren't the, like, the radio waves are just triggering the entire system, right? But the actual cause of it is that chemical, and whatever okay. is turning him into crystal. Um, I would like to point out, though, that um, this is just another fun little signal processing thing. Um, the frequency that they end up on, 331.6 megahertz, uh, is not in the very high frequency range. Um, no, it is. it's not. That is the ultra high frequency range. <laughs> Which, grr. What do you think Walter is? Some kind of scientist? <laughs> what do you think Walter is? Some kind of engineer? Listen, I What is this? Some kind of suicide squad? I don't I don't see any rings on his pinky. <laughs> <laughs> but no, sorry. Let's get back on track very quickly. Um, it does work. The watermelon does crystallize and then does explode, but everyone's okay and Walter is very giddy and he goes, "Works." And Astrid's like, "No more fruit." Hasbro's <laughs> not pleased. Uh, we cut back to Iraq, and they're mm-hmm. drinking mint tea and vodka, which sounds which delicious. Are apparently called Red Russians. I don't know why, but it sounds delicious. I gotta make me some of that. <laughs> uh, after after they do a shot, um, Peter's friend Ahmed returns, and he goes, "Hey, I found one of the doctors." And he takes him to the doctor, who is sadly now a busboy. He's washing dishes in the back of some restaurant. And he didn't even have to move to America to be demoted that much. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) This highly trained medical professional is in the same position as if he would have moved to America. Yeah, very upset. And Um, definitely very well loved by all of his peers. Yes. (laughs) 
Um, he says like he initially is like, I don't know what the fuck Tin Man is, and then goes, Okay, I really know what Tin Man is. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a cure for the nerve agent poisoning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, uh, we treated two hundred soldiers, saved four. Um <laughs> And hey, the treatment works as long as you continually do it. It just has the side effect of turning them into bombs. But like, don't worry about it. That'll never happen. Uh, but but who would want to do that? Well, and then they mention it. <laughs> and then he goes, "Oh wait, no, there was this colonel who wanted to do that." He's like, "This this guy was real bad." <laughs> it's like everyone was like, "Cool, we should shut this down." He's like, "But human bombs." <laughs> um. um but yeah, and then, oh, sorry, go Nick. Uh, we then cut back to our uh, lovely suburban mom, um, packing like you know, watch seeing her family before she heads out. Um, and you know, her um, her husband's like, "Hey, you want me to drive you to the airport? It's weird that you keep having all these business trips down in uh, down in DC." <laughs> it gives me time for my affair though, so it's fine. Yeah, it's like eagerly. <laughs> But yeah, no. Um, she gets dropped off down at the airport, um, mm-hmm. and we get our one last little Iraq scene um, of talking about. Uh, well, this is actually where we hear more about Gordon and about how terrible he was. Yep. Yeah, and it's like he has no regard for human life. And yeah, we get to see him. You know, going yes, good. She's leaving. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we cut to Broyles giving a briefing about. Hey, um, we know there's another human bomb somewhere. Well, no, they, they're like we know it's in this city. Like we know she landed yeah. here because they track down the other, um, the other people who were cured with Tin Man. Yeah, and they're like the we've gotten the other two. This is the last person we know that she got on a plane. Like she got on a plane heading to the uh, DC. So we're going to go there and try to find out where she's planning to go. Yeah. And then they find out that she was seen in a taxi cab and again headed to a metro station. Yep. Yep. Um, You know, nothing ominous about that at all. Yeah. Not at all. No, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, they're all all watching and they're scanning for the signal to make sure (laughs) that if it goes off, they're ready for it. And I think they have a jammer uh, set up as well. So yeah. that the second it starts, they can jam the signal essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, okay, cool. Um, and then essentially uh, Diana or Diane, who is our uh, toe injector uh, gets out at this point of the taxi. And then she starts sort of making her way into the Metro station. And then Peter and Olivia are like, wait, if, he if the colonel wants to essentially turn like her into a bomb and like make her explode he needs to be nearby to activate like put the activation frequency well it's um walter asks like is there this thing in the building and bros yeah they all they all had them after 9 11 and walter goes for a frequency like that he has to be inside the station to activate her yeah which don't worry about the fact that maybe you could you could set something up where there was a remote thing in there and then, you know, he had a wire leading out or anything. Listen, but he is a colonel. He is not a tech genius. He doesn't know how to set that up. He is, in fact, a boomer. <laughs> he has an he has an iPod that he bought for, and, and a frequency generator he bought from Radio Shack. That's all he has. 
And he was very conspicuous about it when he was like, they're like, hey, what do you need this for? And he's like, I need to tune into 331.6 megahertz. And they're like, it does other ones. And he's like, but does it do this one? It's like, there's there's no radio stations up that high. That's like triple the megahertz of, you know, the, the higher radio stations. It doesn't go that high. <laughs> and so rather than just uh, starting the jammer right away, when she enters the, uh, enters the metro station to make sure she can't explode, they make the hard decision to let a bomb into a crowded uh, metro station in the hopes of catching the person who wants to set it off. Yeah, which is definitely a decision. But hey, they've got a pretty good idea that they can just set up their jammer as soon as this thing goes off. Um, yeah. You know, that's fine. They, they've got their they've got their plan. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad can happen. <laughs> Yeah. So Peter and Olivia go in, they get an eye on her so that cuz they're trying to capture the colonel and Broyles is real real sweaty in this scene. Yeah, almost I mean, like I almost like his jobs on the line. If I, I just know, let but a like bomb no one else walk is sweaty. Into a place. Yeah, cuz Broyles is the one in charge. No one else is going to get fired from this. Yeah, the rest of you <laughs> go, "Hey, Broyles made the call." Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, um Walter's just going to go, "Oh yeah, no, there was some, you know, some delicious uh delicious uh like candy in that uh mm-hmm. FBI truck." <laughs> uh and then they're like, "Cool, the signal's coming in. We can jam it." But nope, the signal messes with their equipment. Yep, Somehow. because of the electromagnetic field, I guess, that gets emitted from them when they crystallize, and, and they really can't turn the like, camera on. I really love how they're like, nope, he's too powerful. We can't do it. <laughs> no, because, David, I don't even I don't even think you're correct, because Walter says, smart, the signal is scrambling our equipment. It just... Meaning that it's the radio signal that is messing with the equipment. But that, no, that makes no sense, because then it doesn't... But fringe not making sense is a thing. Yeah, yeah, but it just it makes more sense if it's because of the thing. Like I feel like but you're it, doing fringe a disservice to believe that it's just the radio signal. I think you're doing fringe too much of a service, assuming they thought this out. <laughs> I don't think they thought it out, but I think that it makes much more sense universe-wise <laughs> that it's the actual crystallization. That is doing the electromagnetic free, uh, interference rather than just a radio frequency. <laughs> because even even they're crazy. Hey, so we heard about these birds. We took it really far. But hey, it could happen. <laughs> like science team must know that that's not how things work. Hey, this is also the show that did a giant cold virus. Yeah, which yeah. which they retcon to make sense. Mm hmm. Oh, well, they can't. They can't retcon this episode because they stopped doing the lab notes. So, <laughs> I stand by my statement. But anyways, they start looking around, and eventually Peter spots uh, the colonel looking real suspicious, sitting in a chair. And After Peter just that there's only thirty seconds that they have because this, yeah. this frequency. And she's like, enough. she's crystallizing in front of their eyes. Um, oh yeah, she was sent to uh, grab a briefcase from another dude wearing a black. Uh, uh, trench coat as well so she's trying to like grab it from one, another guy what is happening yeah, and she's crystallizing she's so crystallizing peter, yeah peter tackles gordon and gives him a 
good couple of shots to the face. I think I just wrote down just like, yeah, Peter, just not even like a couple. He's just beating the dude up. Like, he's yeah. not stopping. For, for <laughs> anyone casually observing this, Peter tackles an elderly man to the ground and then punches him in the face three times. But hey, don't worry. The, the elderly man then does, uh, you know, fight back at least. <laughs> the elderly man does start fighting back. And while this is happening, Olivia sees the device from Radio Shack and smashes it. Yep. Which, yeah. The, the iPod that has the on-off switch that she flicks <laughs> and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> but she does smash it with her cane. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she was complaining that she needed the cane. Ooh. But the cane saved the day. Um, like, you know, she definitely couldn't use her foot for that. The cane saved the day. Or just shoot it with her gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cane saved the day. Yeah, and then I think my favorite part of the episode, a bunch of cops, sh- like a bunch of the agents, like once they disable it, bros goes, okay, go. And a bunch of agents show up and pull Peter off of the old man to stop punching him. <laughs> and Peter falls on, like fights against him for what, or tries to fight against him to go back to punching the dude. And in all of this hubbub, the man with the suitcase um, makes his way out somehow. Uh <laughs> yeah and then yeah that's it they arrest him and she's okay yeah and yeah and then we go back to the lab and walter comes up to peter and we get our nice peter walter moment our actual nice moment (laughs) um where walter comes up and is like two bedrooms semi-detached furnished house furnished housing for professors yes and he's like a good neighborhood yeah and it's a ni- yeah, nice neighborhood close to where William Bell used to live. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And Peter is like, we'll get Broyles to lease it for us. Yep, let me go As- get Papa Broyles to, to make some money in here. <laughs> that Papa place Broyles is not going to be cheap. Right. <laughs> place does not sound cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, they're the FBI. Who cares? Yeah, but... <laughs> Listen, they just have to say that they have to use it for a stakeout, um, that they're going to need it for a while. <laughs> well no it's hey we have assets that need a place to live they're highly valued assets they need a house well no i like the idea of instead the fbi just goes we don't need to pay rent here um we'll just tell them that we need this under the patriot act <laughs> well that's, there's actually a different act that allows the police to uh, seize property yeah <laughs> which is the whole let's thing not, let's Civil not get forfeiture into... yes i can they do that to properties? I know yes, they can do it. They can for do it money. to property as well. <laughs> well they can do it end. to literally houses. That's not okay. It's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's our nice Walter Peter scene. And then we go back to Olivia getting more uh, Sam Weissness. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I forgot how good this. It opens and he's like measuring her hand and he's like seven and three quarters. Hmm. And she goes, what does that mean? He goes, nothing. I thought your hand was bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Weiss is already an amazing character. (laughs) Um, But he's like, yeah, cool. We're done for today. Uh, You could leave tomorrow. I'll have a bowling ball for you. (laughs) And she's like, whoa, whoa. Weren't you going to help me? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I guess you could stay and help me keep score for the kids bowling game that's going to (laughs) happen. And she gets just real angry at him, and like, well, he no. tries. Yeah, no, no, no. He doesn't say kids bowling ball this time. She goes, she goes. I just got here, and he goes, yeah, but I'm tired. Go home and I'll have a bowling ball for you. And and then she pulls her gun on him. 
Yeah, she's standing beside him and pulls her gun on right. him. Well, he mentions about her trying to keep score. That is the previous Samwise scene. No, no, this is this scene. No. No, no this is this David, scene. No, David, I'm I'm literally watching it right now. Um, she pulls she pulls yeah, the gun on him does, right yes, after he Yes, but Sam does Bowen. ask her to keep score. Is what I'm saying. In the conversation they have, Sam mentions you can keep score. Well, he tells her to go home and sleep. Yes, yeah. as both of you cycle through. Yes, but he does also say if you want to stay around, you can keep score for the games. Okay, I'm going to have to listen to that later. And I am looking wrong. at the subtitles right now. I, I am know, looking at the summary of the ga- of the story, and it literally says... And your summaries are consistently bad. <laughs> I'm looking David, at two I am different watching summaries. the episode right now. And I watched the episode yesterday, and I remember the scene. And I'm not saying the scene doesn't exist. Yes, and is... I'm saying it's the same scene that she pulls a gun on him. All right. So to move past it, Olivia's back. I will back. bet you twenty dollars right now that I am correct. Olivia's back. She's fine. She's got twenty dollars. Kids no longer with her. Uh, stop! Stop skipping. You accept the bet or not? <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to move forward in this episode right now. <laughs> I'm trying to make twenty dollars. You and Charlie can have that bet. I'm just trying to move the episode forward. <laughs> But yeah, Sam Weiss seems to have cured her, at least of some problems, because uh, she's standing just fine, doesn't need the cane, um, doesn't have a limp or anything like that. Um, and yeah, she realizes it and is like, cool, um, I guess I'm back, but again this time. <laughs> she's like, so I guess the headaches are done too then. <laughs> uh, take the think... bet, David. Okay. Alright, well, we will let you guys know in the next episode who won that bet. I guess I'll be the uh, person to uh, officiate this. Um, Anyways, we then cut back to surprisingly. This is one of the first times that we have like a like we we don't end with like a Peter or or an Olivia scene. We get two scenes following it, um, and we get um, we get Broyles interrogating um, our our good new friend, the the suicide bomber, but not actually. Um, and he starts to give a very, very, uh, bleak outlook of, like, an us versus them thing, and you're like, cool, so I guess he's also against these shapeshifters. Um. Yeah, he's going off like, oh, they've been collecting information by courier, that's what's in those briefcases, they called me crazy, and as he's doing this, this, the guy walks in and slides the briefcase over to, to a um, first, and you're like, cool, I guess yeah. this is a different typewriter store. Uh, but then but then the dude who gets the briefcase uncaps a full thing of pepper and dumps it onto a sandwich. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. It's the observer. This is someone else. And the combination of the briefcase isn't numbers or Roman uh, characters. Not, it doesn't look like an alphabet of... Yeah. Anyway. And it's a good friend. The okay, so I was wrong. <laughs> it is another earlier scene. I mean, technically, yeah, sure, 20 bucks. (laughs) I mean, I could try to weasel out of it because you're technically also not correct, but whatever. Nah. Wait, how was I not correct? Because you were saying it didn't happen at all. No, I I said. I already, Charlie, I said I'll give you the 20 bucks. You don't have to argue. (laughs) 
Oh no! All right, everyone. As we've now learned, don't have to argue. <laughs> Charlie won the bet. David still yes. makes Charlie feel bad, but Charlie won the bet. <laughs> Charlie won the bet. <laughs> and uh, I'm so and glad also we have that. We've reached the end of this episode of Fringe. <laughs> well, also the um, thing that was in the briefcase given to the Observer was photos of Walter. Yes, yes. which I is very like suspicious. And specifically, like, observer photos of Walter, because we've got... Yeah, it's got the binocular overlay. Yes, that, that fancy binocular overlay. That, oh, I didn't notice that. If you didn't, you know, watch that one episode from season one, you'd be very confused. What yes. is this weird overlay on them? You'd also be like, the fuck are these guys? <laughs> Why is this man pouring so much pepper on his sandwich? It's a great little callback. All right, so that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, cipher for the episode was burial, mm-hmm. which I I don't know how you relate that to you this one. It should have been the cipher for the last episode, but... It, yeah. yeah. Maybe the ciphers were all an episode behind this season. <laughs> yeah, they're Maybe. previous episode clues. <laughs> um, and if you miss the observer why are you stopping the episode two minutes before the end if you miss the observer i see your dvd had a scratch in it <laughs> yeah um all right and now time for the best segment uh the worst segment this one's so fucking stupid this one is amazing um so david i'm just gonna tell you right now mm-hmm. you literally called this out from the previous did i you did what was it how I don't what did remember. you call out, David? What did you call out from the previous episode? And how can uh, it possibly be related to this episode? So what did I call out? Um, I honestly can't remember, guys. All right. <laughs> Small okay. child really likes them. Small child really likes them. I... Choo-choo. Nope. Trains? What? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Really? <laughs> that's it? Just the trains? Well, no. But specifically, do you... Do you, do you remember how we were like, hey, what the fuck is CN doing in oh, the middle of the like, Unless it had a th- thing going? Well, no. Think about it. Think about what CN is and remember how I said the word cyanide. <sighs> and then remember how there were two CN engines and that, in that free car. And that's so two cyanide. Two cyanide groups. I hate it. I hate it so much. This is a dumb show, guys. <laughs> and the explosion happened at a train station. Exactly. David, there's so many things. <laughs> at least it wasn't another bus station where a man walked in front of a bus going 80. <laughs> Which is also ridiculous. Oh, man. I'm so excited for all these. They make me so happy. <laughs> I'm not. All right. Reviews. David, go. Uh, three. Ooh, wow. It wasn't a bad episode. It just wasn't, like, a very good episode. I think this is what I would call a standard episode of Fringe. Baseline. Yeah. This this did feel like there wasn't anything too inherently, uh, too inherently like, egregious mm-hmm. about this episode. Um, yeah. Like, a th- hey, a three is above average. Exactly. Exactly. Like, uh, I yeah, think... No- you know what? I'll go with a three as well. Yeah. Like Fringe, most of the time, is above average. Like, it's a better than average show. And I think this is just like, hey, this is a standard episode of Fringe. Like, it doesn't stand out. 
What is our lowest rated episode? We should have been keeping track of this. Oh, I don't remember. It's definitely boundless or no gooder, but I don't remember what they are. It's gonna be, I, I think, think we, one is one of those. Um, yeah, we gave them below twos or two yeah. and a halves. Yeah. God, those crap. Yeah, but yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing like inherently wrong about this episode, but there's also nothing that really, really makes it stand out. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fairly standard episode yeah. of Fringe. Um, uh, it feels episodic. Yeah, the the fringe science is cool, but not that cool. It's a plot element, but not a massive plot element. Yeah. The plot isn't too involved. Uh, it's all very. Dave and I were talking about this slightly before we started. It's it's very straightforward. You can turn this yeah. episode on and just watch it. Like even like the B plot stuff with Olivia's recovery and stuff is also very straightforward. Like yeah. at the beginning of the episode, you see that she's struggling, and then by the end of it, oh, she's better. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm probably gonna have to go with the three as well. This is like somewhere around there, like somewhere between three and three and a half. There's nothing. Wrong I think, with it, but I think this could be the episode you gauge every other Fringe episode against. It, yeah, I, I'm. I want to see if we can find a couple very episodes um, i think this is one of them this is just a very average episode of Fringe. yeah i'd also say the um uh the pigeon one the one where they hate they uh, track oh pigeon yeah. oh, uh well that's power hungry right because that had um yeah the dude that's in dude, the that's in creepy the dude touching touching dead woman's thigh ah uh, which i would think is a little bit better than an average episode because that one that was, was better because that was no, but that was this. That was the first episode to have like human being is the fringe. Yeah, and I, I think we rated it higher because of that. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, we'll see. We'll see. This does yeah. feel like a very. This does feel like a very average episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrong. think probably Ghost Network would be an example. I think of an average episode. Oh yes, <laughs> this is this is the Ghost Network of season two. I, That's I what this episode is. The Ghost Network had way more memeable parts about it. <laughs> Ghost yeah. was memeable, but just overall, it was very like, okay, that was a good episode. Hey, I'm not going to mil- go back and like try military, to watch Ghost Network. Yeah, military project that kind of like had unintended side effects and is never really touched on again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is Goat ne- Ghost Network season two. No, 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 Goat Network. You were right the first time there. <laughs> goat the Network. Goat Network. We've discovered that if you talk into one goat's ear, you can hear it in every other goat's left ear. And then they explode. It's the Goat Network. <laughs> that's an episode of Frange. <laughs> Frange Goat Network. Well, no, that's just um, in the alternate universe. <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, thank you for listening to this episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral. Um, if you want to leave a comment, please do. You can contact us through Twitter at Forsaf. If you don't want your comments to be aired publicly, you can email us uh, forsaf at gmail.com and then we totally won't post screenshots of the email on the Twitter. Uh, We're just I promise be- I won't do that. I can't promise I won't coerce David to do that. Um, if you enjoyed this and somehow didn't find this podcast on your own, and you want to know where you can find it because your friend forced you to listen to this. What a weird friend. Uh, we are on every major podcast, uh, catching network, uh, Spotify, Google Play, uh, iTunes, our home at Podbean. Uh, and we hope you come back for next episode. Oh, Outro. before we, sorry, oh, before no, we mind. end, we have a mailbag segment. <gasps> what? Uh, welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is empty.
<laughs> that's our mailbag that's the new segment mailbag it'll be here next week uh it'll be here every week so tune in for mailbag <laughs> and if you don't if you don't want your co- if you don't want your comment to be put in the mailbag please just let us know and we won't you guys got so excited <laughs> both of us did because we'd both forgotten you said it. I went. All right, we're going to add this. You did. You did set this bit up beforehand. You mentioned this I like had. a month ago that you're going to do this. Oh, nice. On that depressing note, outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license. 